Have you ever heard about that motto, sitting is the new smoking? Well, it's certainly a powerful statement and it can be pretty useful to increase awareness about the potential risks linked with the sitting position. But does this comparison really make sense? If you want to understand more about how the sitting position affects your health and, above all, what you can do in practical terms to feel good in spite of it, this episode is for you. Hi, I'm Davide Fiori, movement specialist, osteopath and founder of Functional Vibes and this is Vibes in Action. We already discussed how important it is to keep moving and to change your position during the working day in episode number 2 of this podcast. If you missed that, it's not too late. You can find the link to the episode in the description here below. Today's episode, instead, is focused exclusively on the sitting position and will help you to better understand what is really dangerous about this position, destroy a myth and find a way to feel good when you have no other choice but to sit. There's no doubt, sitting can be a comfortable trap. When you sit on your chair, especially if it's well designed, you have the impression of feeling good and rested. But the list of your body's muscles, joints, tissues and functions which are affected by the sitting position is pretty long. All these elements are actually interconnected, but for simplicity I'm going to summarize them in three main groups. Group number one, spine issues. A curved back and slumped shoulders put an uneven pressure on your spine, resulting in wear and tear in spinal discs and excessive load on the ligaments and joints. This can eventually create the conditions for disc herniations or protrusions, especially at the lumbar level. Furthermore, too often we tend to sit on a tucked under pelvis. It means essentially that we sit on the sacrum instead of sitting on our ischiatic bones. This places constant pressure on the sacrum itself affecting the health of both the whole pelvis and the pelvic floor, as well as the rest of the spine. When you sit like this, you lose the proper alternation of the physiological curves, and your spine looks like a big C from the sacrum to the upper thoracic. It means that your cervical lordosis will be overloaded, being the only and the last curve preventing your trunk and head from falling forward. If you then consider the tension caused by the use of mouse and keyboard and the neurological connections between your suboccipital muscles and your eyes, you get the reason why your neck is so often tight and painful. Group number two, soft tissues issues. When you sit, muscles, tendons, ligaments and fascia are subjected to strain and tension. In fact, they accommodate the curved position of the back, the slouchy posture of the shoulders and the fixed position of big joints like hips, knees and ankles. Some groups of muscles tend to shorten, for instance the pectorals and the hip flexors, others become longer, 
but both the lengthened and the shortened chains tend to be weak, neurologically inhibited, and tense. Without a correct alignment of the body structures, the action of the pull of gravity can affect the body's soft tissues, which suffer from strain, pressure, and compression. Pretty often, this causes numbness and swelling in the limbs. Group number three, thoracic diaphragm dysfunction. A sitting posture, especially if slouched, can cause altered breathing pattern, with the diaphragm finding it difficult to move down. This is due to the presence of the internal organs, that in this position are somewhat blocked and can't push down toward the pelvic floor. As a consequence, you start engaging the so-called accessory breathing muscles, which assist you in elevating the ribcage. But unfortunately, this causes abnormal tension and eventually pain in the muscles of your neck and shoulders. The lack of mobility of the thoracic diaphragm can also cause digestive problems. In fact, when it works properly, it moves up and down, providing the internal organs with a sort of message, which induces peristalsis and improves the intestinal function. This unfortunately doesn't happen in case of diaphragm dysfunction, which, by the way, can also cause gastroesophageal reflux. Last but not least, the diaphragmatic dysfunction and slouched posture can cause a reduction of oxygen that fills the lungs and filters into blood. In essence, it means that your brain activity slows down, affecting creativity and problem-solving. A crucial side effect if we consider that when you sit down at work, you probably would like to be productive and efficient. So, after having heard this long list of bad things that can be related to sitting, you are probably thinking, so it's true, sitting is the new smoking. Well, my answer is, no, it isn't. <sighs> okay, give me two seconds to count down and I'll try to tell you why. Your body has an amazing ability to adapt and is probably stronger than you think. Sitting down in itself, regardless how comfortable your seat is, is not a problem. An amazing machine like the human body, which is designed to run, jump, climb or swim, is totally capable of dealing with the sitting position, unless you force your body to maintain that position for an excessive amount of time. And here's the crucial difference between sitting and smoking. While smoking one single cigarette is per se detrimental to your health, the simple fact of sitting is harmless. From this perspective, sitting and smoking couldn't be more different. In other words, what I call the time variable is the most important element to consider when we discuss the relationship between health issues and sitting. None of the bad things I list previously can happen if you sit for two hours per day. The problem is that in addition to long working hours, you sit down while doing several other things. Eating, reading, watching TV, driving. So from now on, Think about what you can do to work on the time variable, rather than demonizing this or that position. 
Anyway, I'm totally aware that the so-called Western culture forces us to move less and less and I know that you often have no choice but to sit for long periods of time. In this case, follow these four simple tips to avoid tension and pain. Tip number one, adjust the position of your pelvis. Avoid sitting on your sacrum. Untuck your pelvis and sit on your ischiatic bones the big bones that you find if you press on the line between your gluteus and the posterior part of your thigh. Adjusting the pelvis immediately changes the mechanical environment of the sacroiliac joint, pelvis and spine. Try to keep an upright and active back, preferably sitting on the edge of the chair. When this position starts to be tiring, rest your back on the back of your seat by putting a support like a little pillow or a folded towel behind your lower back. Tip number two, mobilize the whole spine from time to time. Even though you feel tension in your neck and shoulders, remember that these parts are often victims of a bad alignment of the whole spine. On the contrary, start with gentle movements of the pelvis, lower back and thoracic spine. In terms of the kinds of movements, extensions and rotations of these segments are the best choices. External rotations of the shoulders, with the activation of those muscles in between your shoulder blades, are another excellent solution to reduce strain and tension. Tip number three, don't always use the same chair. As we discussed in episode number two, find the link in the description here below, when you can't move, you should at least try to change your position as much as you can. A different chair, regardless whether it is ergonomic or not, forces your body to adapt differently. This is something which is so good for your body. Tip number four, reduce the time you sit before and after your working day. Once you follow these tips, you just have to spend less time in the sitting position to feel even better. And if during a part of your working hours you have no choice but to sit, this is probably not true once you get half of work. So if you cannot walk or bike home, at least stand while commuting by bus or train. If you go to the gym, maybe avoid all those machines which requires a sitting position to be used. And when you finally get home, resist the temptation to immediately throw yourself on your favorite coach. I think that's all for today. Now it's your turn. Try to put into practice what you just learned. And as usual, feel free to ask questions or suggest new self-care related topics for the new episodes. If you want to support this podcast, please put a like on the YouTube video and share it on your social media. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel and click on the YouTube bell to be informed when the new episode will be released. Thank you for your time and attention and see you next week.